Dean McGovern, you're very, very welcome to the show. Cheers for having me, Rafferty. Delighted to be here. And we're recording this on, on Tuesday morning, and I think it's a, it's a fair testament to you to, to have you up and about so bright and breezy. There's a lot of lads who uh, might have captained county championship teams wouldn't be prepared for an interview so early in the morning on a, a, the day after the day after, if that makes sense. How's the head for the last uh, 48 hours? It seems to have been pretty wild out in Balnamore over the last two days. Yeah, oh, it's been absolutely crazy. You know, I haven't even nearly had a chance to process it. Um, it's It's just been... It's hard to kind of put into words. I was chatting to mom like before I came on here, and just I don't know, just two of us can't believe it really. Now, of course, it's been well documented about the the huge gap in the history of Balnamore Shona Heslands over the last thirty one years. Since I suppose it's it's hard to believe uh, when they lost that final in ninety one, for example, they'd been in I think seven or eight finals in in a decade or so. Um, there's only been a handful of games at this level since then third time out in the county final since winning the last one 31 years ago. Um, it's been a bit of a famine. What's it been like, I suppose, over the last two days, just seeing that outpouring of, I suppose, just relief at, at finally ending that famine? Oh, like it's, I've never seen so many grown men crying in my life, to be honest. It's just what it means to them. Like, you know, people will say to you, oh, you don't understand what it means, you know, if we were to win it and you were to end the, end the famine this year. But jeez, like I had no idea what it meant to people. It was just, it was incredible the scenes, like to see grown men just crying and hugging you with pure delight. I suppose because you're not 31 years of age yet, so you've never known Ballinamore winning county championships. Whereas these guys, when they were your age, it was the norm for Ballinamore to be in the county final, to be winning them 20 in total up to 1990. Um, what's I suppose been your biggest eye opener over the last? week or so in the build-up to the final of course you were there in 19 as well it didn't work out that day they say you need to lose one to win one you're back now how much did you take out of that 2019 defeat bringing it into this game um to be honest with you it's the whole last two weeks it didn't feel like we were in a final Um, we were lucky enough we kind of got all the media work out of the way on the, the day we bet Carrick it was all done in Carrick so it was brilliant in that way. And then we just got to be left to our own devices and worked away. I was even saying to Niall and Barry there on Saturday, it nearly doesn't feel like we're in a county final. It's just it's just all we wanted to be was like another game. Because 19, was, you know, it's well documented. Like it was just people got carried away with themselves, maybe went a bit too crazy. And I just think there was a lot of calmness about us this year. Dom was a great influence on us in that sort of a way, and he just made it about the next step, process, process, and you know we'll get there. And what is it about this year in particular that that's kind of been different to the last three decades? What has been the the secret sauce that you've applied this year that was missing from the club over the last thirty years? Um, I don't know if there was a secret sauce. Um, I think kind of the whole year, Karim was saying to us when it comes to quarter final time. That's when we'll start playing football. Um, and, you know, we kind of had that in our heads that, you know, the championship isn't going to get going until quarterfinal stage. Because maybe in 19, when we look back, we're probably our best football played in the group stages. Whereas we wanted, you know, to be finely tuned. When it came to quarterfinal time, we'd be ready to go and we'd push on then for the massive three games. And thankfully, you know, things worked out for us and you know, we got across the line yesterday. Or Sunday, sorry. Speaking of the group stages, let's cast your mind back a little bit, take a little bit of a tour through the, 
success this year. Seven games in all, of course, four of those, as you mentioned, in the group stages. The first day out against Fina, I was at that game. Um, I don't think anybody would have been putting too much money on you to win the championship at five minutes after the finish of that match. Talk us through that particular game and suppose what was going through your head immediately afterwards. Did you think that scenes like Sunday would be a possibility at that point of the season? Um, the way we played that day, no. Um, I think the biggest thing for us that day, when you look back, like Fino, going on the day, they were very good in fairness to them. They had, they had our number. But I just think what annoyed a lot of people was, you know, it looked like we didn't even try and that's no disrespect to any of our lads, but do you know, Mam will always say, and you know, I remember it myself. I was playing wing back, and probably wasn't the fittest as I needed to be. I gave a ball to Michael here, and I just stopped. And I remember, and he got turned over. They scored a point. I remember thinking to myself, like, do you know, that's not the way you need to do things if you want to be pushing on. And you know, we were, as I said, like we um, we met the next day. Um, the boys were in a Division Two league final, so we met all like the first thirteen lads. Met in the park, talked about what needed to be done over the next few weeks, you know, to get ourselves right. Well, we were happy with our training schedule, changed that all up. Um, said we need to do a bit of work on our fitness, and yeah, listen, we got back training on that Monday night, and you know, thankfully we haven't looked back. Obviously, we were bet by mobile the next day out, and they were missing Keith Keegan. But, you know, we scored 17 points. That was the big thing for us. Um, and, listen, we had no time that day as well. But it just shows kind of, you know, it was a lot better from the Feeney game. And then, obviously, with the Ahuillan game, and that takes a life of its own when Ballinamore plays Ahuillan. And then the Drumshambo game. And then we had a three-week break until the quarterfinal. And we got a serious, serious amount of work done in them three weeks. Is that kind of the, the model really for clubs to really look at maybe how uh, they, they time their seasons and to peak at the right times? Because if you don't peak early enough, you might not get to those final stages to, to really show what you can do. Uh, you won the championship this year, losing your first two games. St. Mary's got to the final last year, losing their first two games. Is that the trick? Lose your first two games out and maybe start slower and, and build into the championship as it goes along? Uh, I don't I don't think that's the secret formula. But like I suppose when you look at different championships, throughout the country, you know, they kind of start, a lot of them play a knockout and it's quarter-final and semi-final. You know, they only, if you win it, you know, you might just play three games. So, I suppose, kind of, you know, we, ourselves, we kind of looked at if you know, the group stage could basically be a smaller league because obviously, the first league, a lot of the county lads were away, you know, we kind of have a lot of lads that can play different positions and you want to kind of get the right balance between where to play them, who to play where, and small things like that, and yeah, I suppose you know. I don't think I, it's not good when you're losing your first two games. You get a lot of, you get a lot of negativity, and thankfully uh, we were able to just kind of, we had a great belief within the group, and we were able to really lean on one another in them hard times. And thankfully we just drove it on, and it was, yeah, it was, a, it was, you know, it's an incredible journey when you do think back on it. Yeah, the quarterfinal as well was a pretty big one for you because you got that hoodoo off your back. Well, how many times have you? been knocked out of the championship by Manor Hamilton over the last few seasons and to finally get one over them it must have been a nice kind of little confidence booster within the squad yeah see that's the thing as well because you know Manor was the only team to beat us in knockout football since 2015 so you know when we got them out so I remember the training the Monday after the day we went to train the night the night after we beat Manor and just the pep in everyone's step and you could just 
he could he could I could sense it. I think we all could sense that you know this is this is there for us now. Yeah, I think everyone had, had well, I think it's fair to say it was well documented everywhere that everybody had Mohal as a team to beat this year. And in fact, some people were even talking about the Connor Club Championship. I was probably guilty of it myself at the time. Mm. Um uh, in terms of Mohal were looking towards that stage. They looked so dominant in the early stages of the championship. At what point did you really believe? Because you spoke about after the Fina game in the first day out that you didn't really think you, on that performance you had what it took to, to win a championship. When did that turn in your own head and in that squad's head in terms of I suppose where we can actually go on and actually win this championship. Was it the performance against Carrick in the semi-final against St Mary's? Because I think you surprised a lot of people in the county that day just with the the sheer power and and I suppose the performance was just better a notch up from anything you'd produced so far in the championship. Yeah, I suppose kind of when I when I think the day I got it in my head, you know, that we I thought that we were going to win the championship was we played a challenge game the Friday before Manor and. Uh, we had a, we took them with a massive first half, and then obviously most of the lads were all hauled off at halftime and start the second half. I remember just leaving the pitch thinking, "GCN, well, that was that was brilliant." If we bring that, you know, I don't think any team's going to live with us too much. Yeah, there was some very good performances individually as well as collectively on on Sunday in the county final. I think none more so than than Darren Maxwell and goals for Ballinamore. He pulled off two phenomenal saves. You could probably throw a third one into that category as well later on, uh, immediately after the first one in the first half. Uh, how important were those moments when it, it probably looked like Mohal should have scored goals and to keep them out maybe at bay and in the game at that point? Because if they got, got goals at those key moments, that gap would have been fairly big in what was a very tight game the whole way through. Yeah, no, Darren. Darren's been brilliant all year. Um, like we've only t- conceded two goals in the whole championship, so we were fairly confident, you know, that we could, if we kept them, if they didn't score a goal, and we, we probably had a few chances ourselves. Um, that if we got a goal, you know, it'd be a massive deciding factor in the game. And, um, I think, uh, you know, Dan was saying to us at halftime, a goal is coming, boys. You know, we were getting it, and lucky day, if Mo had a few chances. And in fairness to Darren. I think it was one of the second half. I actually don't know how he saved it, to be honest. It was an outrageous save. Yeah, he just got down really nice and low right beside the body and just got it out around the post. How he managed to get it out, I'm not quite sure. I don't even know how much he knew about the first one. He turned it over the bar from fairly short, close range as well from uh, Jordan Reynolds, I think, in that first half. Uh, the big talking point, of course, is the goal. It came just moments after maybe there was a penalty shout for Ballinamore. Um, How close were you to that incident? Shane... Probably should have scored himself. Uh, had a bit of a miss kick. Um, it got cleared off the line. Was it on the ground? Was it not on the ground? Your thoughts? Have you had a chance to look back at it yet? Oh, yeah, I, I gave the ball to Shane. And I was behind him and I was ready, ready to cheer. And when, when when it was flicked off, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, our luck is wrong. You know, in small things like that, I was like, oh, how did that not go in? But in fairness to Shane, he regrouped, kept at it. Um, and, yeah, we were... When the goal went in, it just felt like a big, big score, and you could kind of sense it around the ground as well. That's my thoughts were, but I thought it was a penalty, but I don't really know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to claim that uh, don't want it anyway. It all worked out all right in the end. It might have been a more interesting conversation had you not managed to win the game about whether that was a penalty or not. Of course, your brother Niall scored that goal. Uh, he was on the pitch with you at the end of the game, as was your other brother Barry, came on as a late sub. How important is it when you come back to the roots of the GAA and and the club and the count and and the family unit that kind of makes up that club and the individual families that make up the units within that club. How important is it to share these kind of experiences 
with your family, with your brothers. Uh, I know Emma made a fair blast to get into you after the game as well. I think she knocked you over at one stage there at the, at the final whistle. Um, how important is that to bring it back home, bring it back to the people you grew up with? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, like, I was lucky enough, Nyland Barry was in, in around the middle of the field when the final whistle blew and just, you know, to be able to hug them and celebrate with them. It was just, it was so surreal, you know, because in your head when you're young and you're playing football, you think of, you know, winning championships and winning cups, but to do it is just, it's incredible. But And Emma did knock me in fairness, but DJ Carr was just trying to pull me away as quick as I could. And, you know, all you want to do was see mom and dad. Couldn't even get chatting to them after the game. And mom was looking for me everywhere, I think. And, you know, they had me up straight away onto the podium. And, you know, that was nearly the last place I wanted to go on to see everyone first. But uh, to be able to bring it home and have the two lads on the team, it's it's incredible. You know, and it was it was hard seeing the two girls lose on, on Saturday as well. But, you know, we had to completely push that to the back of our minds and, you know, just drive on on Sunday. And thankfully, we were able to bring some silverware back to the house. Yeah, you spoke about the, uh, the presentation and it happened so quickly after the final whistle, which is unique in Leitrim football's uh, situations. But uh, after 31 years of waiting for a Ballon Moor man to lift the cup, you got the chance to do it probably twice in the space of about four minutes on, on Sunday afternoon. That, that was a bit strange in itself. There was one kind of for the TV cameras and then probably more realistic, a proper presentation and, and speech a couple of minutes after that, once the cameras had been switched off and we got back to what was actually happening on the day. Yeah, because um, obviously all the lads were in the middle of the pitch and you know, in the sense and they were just trying to get him to say his couple of words and give the cup to me. Like they were just egging at us to, you know, get it done, get it done for the television. Um, it was so surreal just having no one really, none of the teammates there. It was strange, but, um, you know, to be able to lift it then the second time in front of them all was, yeah, no, it was class. Something I'll never forget, to be honest. Where do you go to from here? Because obviously the kind of club championship kicks in now in a couple of weeks' time. Has that been in the back of your mind? I know I mentioned the fact that people had been talking about Mohol having their eye on that this year, mm. given their form coming in. Uh, has it been in the conversations with yourselves? Have you looked past a, a potential championship winning team? Or or is it something now that you're looking at to regroup and kind of give a quick burst to that and see how you get on in that championship? Yeah, listen, I, I suppose everyone was kind of saying, you know, Mohol could give it a good go. Um, so I suppose, you know, We'll get back training this weekend. Um, it's something Dom said to us straight after the game. He goes, it's a new competition. You can play with probably a bit more freedom. It's something we're massively looking forward to. You know, we're playing the Galway champions. You know, you get you get to see where you're at um, as a club and as a team. And do you know, I think the game on Sunday was a good advertisement for Leitrim football. It shows that, you know, there's not bad footballers in Leitrim. It's just... If you get things right and a good setup and, you know, small things, just I think the biggest thing is probably, you know, the full buy-in. And, you know, if everyone commits to this over the next few weeks, you never know what could happen. Listen, we're going to give it a shot. Um, we'll show up and give it everything. And if it's good enough to get across the line against them, then we'll take that. Yeah, you spoke about the spectacle on Sunday and it was. It looked great on TV as we were watching it kind of in the press box. Uh, looking on at the game, we had TG Carr on with us as well. Um, the presentation looked great. The stadium looked great. The stand was full. It was from the right side of the pitch, effectively, to give you that view. Um, but the football itself actually stood out on its own merits. And I think to see such a display of, of shot taken from distance from the likes of Keith Keegan, Keith Byrne, um, Shane Moore and yourself all popping up with some nice scores. Tom Moore had a few. Uh, uh, Tom, sorry, Tom Pryor had a few as well. Um, 
amongst others. It was just a, a fantastic array of shooting practice, effectively, for some of the, the best forwards in the county at the moment. How much do you think Andy Moran will take out of that, sitting in the stand, watching on on his first visit, I suppose officially at least, to a Leitrim club game? Yeah, I it was, we kicked one wide and Mowell kicked four. Um, it was, you know, it was incredible. Keith Burns kicked some outrageous scores in the first half. You know, um, it just felt like things were going a lot easier for them. But it just, the game started at a blistering pace and just it seemed like there was nearly going to be no wides in the game at some stage. Um, the decision-making of both teams, I thought, was really good. Sometimes the ball was carried into the tackle and turnovers were gotten. But, you know, I, I'd, I'm sure Andy Moore had to be a happy man leaving. Um, you know, he's a lot of guys there that I'm sure he was impressed with. Um, but listen, I just thought when you I watched the game back yesterday, kind of in the pub, and remember, like the work rate from both teams was just you know it was at a very high standard. Everything seemed to be at a very high standard. Um, you know, and obviously the publicity the game has gotten in itself is, you know, it does no harm for Leeds from football definitely. Speaking of Andy Moore, and of course, uh, you're part of that Leitrim squad for the last number of seasons. But um, have you been in touch with him yet? Have you spoken to him? What's what can you tell us about that interaction if it's happened so far? Yeah, he touched base with me there two weeks ago. Um, just ringing in to see what the crack was. Um, he said, "Listen, um, best luck in the county final." And he touched base with me after that. Um, haven't heard too much. I know Mark and Ryan and a few more of them have met with him and I think he's brilliant. Listen, I suppose kind of he knows the standard, he knows what it takes to to get to the top. Um unfortunately never got across the line in it, but you know, he knows what it takes to be a high performing team and you know that can only be a good thing for a lot of our younger lads and you know, the footballers in Leitrim. Um you know, there is good footballers in Leitrim, probably just haven't been able to show that in the best ways possible over the last number of years. Yeah, in terms of I suppose the the impact that it'll have having someone in that dressing room who's been there, done it, bought the T-shirt as recently as Footballer of the Year in 2017 as well. It's not someone who did it 15, 20 years ago when you were in nappies. It's someone who, who's done it in your memory, in your in, even against you in, in county football. Um, how much does having someone of that calibre, recent calibre, the modern game in the dressing room uh, and as someone to look up to and to kind of lead that group of players as a player in that environment, I know obviously you have to be positive here because you want to get picked next year, but um, what's it like from your point of view and, and does it give you that incentive to to recommit to Leitrim for the, the medium to long term over the next couple of years of Andy's uh, stewardship? Yeah, I suppose it's a, it's a funny one. Um, yes, um, I suppose kind of haven't even, you know, thought about kind of you know, all the focus was with Ballamore this year after, you know, getting knocked out with Leitrim this year. But, you know, from the phone call I had with him, Jesus, was so enthusiastic. Like even hear him speaking on different podcasts and talking, he just seems like such a positive person. And you know, he just he, with his old background, and obviously Mike Solon and you know Barry McQueenie and James Clancy, they're they're guys. They have great knowledge of Leitrim football as well. You know, and the biggest thing is you know to get absolutely have the whole of Leitrim involved. Like it needs to kind of be from. You know, everyone just fully committing to the to a goal, and you know, some great young footballers coming through, uh, like Tom. There, you know, he's a great forward. Like you see, Keats, some of the scores he takes, but it's just you know to get everyone involved and uh, just really drive it on. Because I suppose with this proposal being, no one knows what's going to happen yet. Um, I don't really know fully even what it is, 
but you know, to be able to play on them bigger days later into the summer, that obviously would be more of an appealing thing because, you know, over the last number of years, we, your championship is essentially the league and, you know, like that day we had in Crow Park in 2019, that's, that's something a lot of us won't forget and, you know, you want to get back to Crow Park again, like, you can't be happy with just playing there once, definitely not. Yeah, I suppose in terms of the proposals this weekend, again, I've only scratched on the surface of them myself, but effectively it would guarantee Leitrim seven championship games a year. And to come from where we've only ever really had one or two, even when we got to the All-Ireland final in, or semi-final in 1994, against before your time, but um, there was only four games that summer in our best summer ever. So uh, getting seven opportunities to take to the field for Leitrim in a championship encounter, it's only got to improve the experience levels of the team and give them that extra ex- exposure to, to championship football because it is a step up, right? Yeah, I know, definitely. That, that's the thing. Like, I'll even say like, that year, obviously it was that, 2020, in Division 3, like even, you know, I felt, you know, playing against them better teams, you just automatically raise your game and you become a better footballer. So, you know, getting a chance to play in that high-performing championship, you know, seven games in the summer, be a lot better because, Sometimes in a fight with the Leitrim games, getting ready for championship, it's all just so alien to you. And, you know, because it is, you know, county football, the intensity is, you know, it's way higher than most games you're going to play. But just to be exposed to that on a regular basis, it could only be a good thing for everyone. Yeah, like to put it in context now, if you have 10 years in the jersey for Leitrim, you could play 70 or 75 championship matches. Um, whereas Leitrim probably only played 75 championship matches in the first 50 years of their existence. So it's 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 a huge change to suppose, the GAA world as we know it, to a world that's not always up for change. But there was one big change this week, and that is that Sean O'Hesslins have added the 21st title to the previous 20, the last of them, of course, back in 1990, before you were even uh, with us, uh, Dean. So it's, uh, it's bridged a huge gap for everybody in the town and uh, I know for the lads and, and the, the lads who've been involved over the last 50, 60, 70 years, some of whom were at the game at the weekend, there was tears in grown men's eyes. Um, in terms of the result, congratulations. The very best luck to you in the Connacht Club Championship over the next few weeks. And I'm sure we'll be chatting to you as the season progresses for you in the next couple of weeks and uh, into next year as well with, uh, with Leitrim under Andy Moore. Dean McGovern of Ballinamore, Sean Heslin's county champions for 2021. It's got a nice ring to it, Dean. Sounds unreal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back uh, with you at some stage later in the Connor Club Championship. Cheers, Bradley. Thanks a million.